Hi, folks. Welcome to Follow the Leader, a podcast focused on telling character-driven stories through the use of GM-less tabletop games where we can all take the lead. You can find us on Twitter and... Whoa, this intro is so old. It's been a while since we've been here. You can find us on Twitter at FTLcast and at FTLcast.com, and we also have a Patreon at patreon.com slash FTLcast. As you may have guessed, we're returning to an older game because, hey, love is in the air. So today, we're going to be playing Coffee Shop AU by S. Donnelly. Um, we played this back in ARC 22. Um, I highly recommend listening to it. It's a very cute game. But for those of you who are new to this game, here are the basics. This is a love story. No matter what else this game ends up becoming when you play it, it should be a love story first and foremost, because whoever these characters are in any other lives, here and now, they are normal people, and in this kind of story, normal people get to fall in love too. I'm August, and you can find me on Twitter at HarpyDora, and my pronouns are they, them. Playing with me today, we have... It's Sam, and uh, if you did just go back and listen to the old episode, you may notice my voice is a whole lot deeper now, because <laughs> um, we just re-listened to it, and we're both like, wow, we sounded very different back then. Um, you can find me on Twitter at SAKalo, and you can find my portfolio website at Uh and I use he, him pronouns. Hell yeah. Our lines which are things we absolutely do not want to see, are homophobia and transphobia, racism, sexism, anti-Semitism, violence against children and animals, sexual assault, domestic violence or intimate partner violence, unwanted pregnancy, and plagues and pandemics. Our veils, which are things we're fine with addressing but will just fade to black on, are steamy situations, graphic descriptions of bodily harm, and terminal illness. Uh, honestly, this game is very cute and domestic, so I don't think we'll run up against any of them, and since this is a slow burn, we definitely won't run up against steamy situations, so <laughs> it took it took two whole episodes for Galen to give Arthur his number. Like, this ain't, this ain't gonna get steamy for another- Yeah, no, this- Yeah. Nothing's happening here. <laughs> We're going to have to play this game like three or four more times before they even get to like kissing each other. I know. Like... <laughs> oh my god. It's it's so bad, but so good. The dark souls of kissing. Yeah. Um... All right. Now that we've got all that, all right. let's get started. Woo! And then the theme song plays.
All right. So as we mentioned at the top, uh, this is a sequel to Arc 22. Uh, so we'll be reprising those characters and uh, trying desperately. I'm aiming for holding hands. I don't know if, what about you, but I'm aiming for holding hands, <laughs> if at all possible, by the end of this Valentine's God, Day if- special. If the dice manage to let us let our characters hold hands, I will appreciate that. I'm aiming for a kiss, but I don't think it's going to happen based on the dice. Yeah. Um, so this game is honestly very simple and yet so difficult. It's really great for pacing because it forces you to slow down because as you play scenes, uh, you do certain things to collect dice in your dice pool. And when you try to do something that uh, tangibly advances the relationship, such as last time giving a phone number, um, you have to roll all your dice. And depending on what the highest die is will determine the outcome of trying to do that. And you can only succeed on a six. So it's a lot. It's definitely paced for a slow burn coffee shop AU fanfic. So, did this get updated? I don't remember it saying that that to to give the other player a die from the center of the table. I thought it said like give the player a die from your pool. Um, I think it's from the center of the table. Um, yeah. Well, now it now it explicitly says uh, from the center of the table. But I thought I remembered from the last time it was like give the other player a die, and that's all it said. And so the implication was that you were giving them one of your dice. It may have been updated. I will be hecked if I know. But fair enough. Um. <laughs> We recorded that like two years ago. Yeah. And just re-listened this week of recording. Yes, I finished re-listening uh, like an hour ago. <laughs> well, I mean, that just means it's fresher in your mind. So I'm not. Yes, it is. I mean, I only finished re-listening to the second episode. The other episode I finished re-listening a couple days ago. Yeah. But, you know. All right. It is fresh. <laughs> uh, I don't remember. I think it was your scene last so uh, who the fuck cares yeah it's a new game at this point like whatever yeah it's whatever um, but um just to rattle through the things that we can do to get dice uh once per scene uh you can take a die if a side character teases you about your affection for the main other main character A side character offers you sincere advice about your affection for the other main character. A side character informs you of their knowledge of the other main character's affection for you. Uh, Something in the world around you reminds you of your affection for the other main character. Once per scene, you can give the other player a die from uh, the dice in the center of the metaphorical table from the pool yeah from the pool if you compliment their character you offer their character food or drink you confess a secret to their character or you make casual physical contact with their character we made a we we, uh definitely got a lot of uh mileage out of make casual physical contact with their character last time Mm -hmm. all right i do want to read this good note uh again we read it at the beginning of the last episode, but I want to read it here as well, just to remind everybody. Um, S. Donnelly did a really good job of noting, let me just read it verbatim, Uh, flirting with someone who's just trying to make it through the day at a minimum wage job is 
pretty not okay in real life. That's why I think it's core to the genre that we see things from the barista's point of view, that we're aware of their crush and allow them to make the first move. I can't control what to what degree this will be the case in your game, and indeed the dice might complicate things, but I encourage you to think about this as you move through your early scenes. If you're worried about something coming across as creepy, or if you feel uncomfortable with anything at all, don't be afraid to pause, talk it out, and rewind to retcon as necessary. This is intended to be a cute, cozy game. If something is making you uncomfortable, it doesn't have a place here. And it was indeed our barista who successfully gave a phone number last time, so... Finally, in the last ten minutes of gameplay. Yeah. After trying the entire game up until that point to do so. <laughs> this is a really slow game. Like, it's nice. It's I, like, appreciate it. But also, it's a really slow game. Yeah. And with that said, let's go ahead and reintroduce our characters. Uh, Sam. Of course. Um, so I am playing Galen, guarded by the grace and glory of our illustrious Shining Lord. Uh, I've played him before on the podcast a number of times, actually, but I believe the first time I played him was in the Coffee Shop AU game. Obviously, I've played him a number of times since then in a number of roles, but in this setting, he is the son and heir of an extremely like rich businessman basically and he's the heir to this you know large fortune he's a you know he's a rich bastard but he's trying to prove to his parents that he can fend for himself and so he's you know living in a shitty apartment and you know trying to survive off of his you know barista salary not salary he's probably not a salaried worker he's probably an hourly worker (laughs) but he's working like full-time at this little coffee shop trying to like make enough money to pay rent and that's like that's all he's up to but he's you know it's entirely self-imposed his parents have like no idea why he's trying to do this uh and me now more socially conscious and class conscious of looking at him going you fucking moron use your parents wealth to make the world a better place don't just fucking throw your hands up and go i will be poor to show everybody that i can be poor idiot anyways there's room for character growth and that's okay that's true and i will be playing arthur gently and without complaint he works at a museum doing conservation work um specifically he tends to work with like old maps and manuscripts i believe last time uh we mentioned that he'd been working on an exhibit about old illuminated manuscripts that uh actually kind of dovetailed with galen's really niche like history degree he's got an art history degree so well yeah i think i said he had like specifically like an art history degree with a focus on like medieval manuscripts and like medieval maps and stuff yeah like a particular time period which i think i said was like the 16th century but i probably really meant to say like the 14th to the 15th centuries well i mean you know, we can just retcon it. Yeah. And that just happens to be... I personally am not as as familiar with some of the art history stuff as I could be, but, you know, I can always very quickly Google stuff if I need to. Or, you know, please don't hate me. I wasn't paying very good attention when I was in art history as an actual art student. <laughs> well, to be fair, we're also in, like, an urban fantasy universe, so, oh, true. you know... That's true, yeah. There's, like, magic all over the fucking place. Yep. We're in fantasy Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, which brings us to the next important thing, which is our coffee shop. 
It's a coffee shop called The Raven's Roast, and its logo is a raven's nest with a raven in it, but instead of eggs, it's coffee beans. Um, Which is very cute, and I still need to draw it. <laughs> Two years down the line, never finished the illustration that I meant to do of a particular scene from the last episode. I might start it over again and try again, because it was cute. Yeah. Maybe I'll do a little VizDev project with this, because it's like you know, a small enough thing that I can create, like, a setting and, you know, all this other stuff. It's very, it would be very cute. Yeah. So, I think that's all the setup that we need here. The only other thing worth mentioning is, again, Galen gave Arthur uh, his number last time, which is where we ended it. Yeah, that's, that's where, that's all we got, got around to doing last time. (laughs) It's nice, though. Yeah. Sweet. Anyways, yeah, so uh, do you want to start, or should I start? Um, well, technically speaking, the game says uh, the barista takes the first turn. Um, I mean, I know we're technically just returning to the game, but, you know, might as well you take the first turn, and uh, we'll go from there. Sounds good to me. So I want to say that this is maybe either a week or two later later after the previous the the last scene when galen finally gave his number out or i'm gonna give this to you to decide do you want it to be like the evening of the numbers being exchanged or like a week or two later once they've established a sort of texting rapport um i think it's more interesting to have it be like the evening of because i feel like the dice would fuck with us being able to text each other and that entertains me greatly you're so fucking great okay cool so yeah um let's let's role play out our extremely awkward first texting conversation between our idiot dumbass boys yes or my idiot dumbass boy and your old man yeah um did we establish sorry did we remind everybody that um arthur is like 400 years old yeah arthur is an elf like a full-on elf and he's about 400 years old he used to do cartography in his youth and that's one of the reasons why he's interested in doing the conservation work of like older maps and manuscripts although like since it's uh like 1400s 1500s this would actually be like maybe uh stuff that he did not work on specifically but um some of it you know is of the era where he was doing his work in his youth that's why we decided it was 16th century, or I guess, I don't remember. Is it, when you say X century, is it one more than the, like, actual year? Or is it one less than the actual year? I don't fucking uh, remember One that more right than now. the actual year. Okay, so 16th century, so, f- yeah, maybe, like, 15th, 16th century is the stuff that Galen studied, and so, like, the latter half of it is stuff that Arthur could have worked on, but the former half of it would not be. Yeah. You know. All right. Neat. Yeah. So, we already established that they exchanged their numbers and that Arthur has a signature on his text messages. Um, he just signs it with his name. Does he just sign it? I, I think it would be funny if he, like, sent every text like it was either, like, a letter or, an e- like, a formal email. Oh my god. Perfect. <laughs> yes. And Galen's just like, well, what? <laughs> Oh my god, that's perfect. Because, like, remind me, Galen's a half-elf, right? Galen's a half-elf. He's 25 years old. 
he'll live to be like 300 but he's not yet okay he's like 25 (laughs) or at least like the human equivalent of being 25 yeah i mean i feel like i like the idea of like half elves will like age as quickly as a human does until they get to like a roughly like young adult age and then their aging will slow down Mm -hmm. rather than like aging at a just like a slower rate yeah which is like what I feel like like full elves do. Yes, 100%. Because it's magic and we could just make that as a decision. Yeah. So, yeah, we've, ad- we've established that Arthur writes texts like letters. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So fucking funny. This idiot. Um, I love him. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, Galen's like a, a fucking God. We recorded this in what, 2018? I feel like even just like the, the the state of texting has changed since 2018. Yeah, there's more emojis. So many more emojis. Oh, my God. Galen uses emojis. Oh, my God. Do you think there are elfier emojis? Oh, you mean emojis like like all of the different like skin tones and then also all the different skin tones but with elf ears? Yes. That's fucking amazing. Yeah, there <laughs> absolutely gotta be. That's so fucking funny. Um, <laughs> I love this world building. See, back in twenty eighteen I did not use emojis. And in twenty twenty one slash twenty twenty well, I mean, like, I really started using emojis in 2020 because I am very ridiculous. So, yeah, now I think about... Emojis are good now. Yeah. Emojis used to be, like, kind of cringy to use. They used to, like, sort of seem very childish. And now they're just, like, everybody uses them. Yeah. Except old people, like Arthur. Yeah. Who just signs all of his texts sincerely, Arthur. I love it. Yeah. So That's so good. How does this conversation go? Yeah, that still doesn't answer who texts first. I feel like probably Galen when he gets off of work that night, you know, mm-hmm. walking home at like 11 p.m., walking to his shitty apartment or, you know, walking to the train to take the train to his shitty apartment. Because mm-hmm. if he lives in fucking fantasy Chicago, he probably lives in like Lincoln Park or not Lincoln. Yeah, maybe something um he probably lives sort of further away from where i've said that this um coffee shop is so he you know like as he's leaving work that day he just probably goes goes to where he sees you know the first the only text that he has so far where you know he's put arthur's name into his phone he's put arthur's name into his phone with a little heart after it of course um or maybe he like even just like puts arthur in his phone as like hot coffee shop guy oh my god hot customer with a heart <laughs> oh my god and um so he he probably you know looks at this text he's received from arthur again and sees you know that it's like hello you know i'm I'm texting you to give you my number sincerely arthur whatever mm-hmm. whatever bullshit he sends um and galen just sort of like shakes his head and laughs at it and goes uh hey there stranger just got off work how's it going like like inches away from being a you up question mark type of thing but it's like like what are you up to like how's it going oh my god it's not quite a you up but it's like it's you know it's it's not too far off from that yeah no i know what you mean um i'm not sure 
if Arthur knows that distinction. Arthur's not going to pick up on that at all. Yeah, he's not going to pick up on that. And so what he's going to say is, I remember, like, we had him pulling an all-nighter for some reason. I don't remember if it was, like, right near when the numbers got exchanged. I think it was, like, a, a bit before. Okay. I think it was, like, he was pulling an all-nighter for some reason and then was, like, going to, like, drive home and stopped in to get coffee and then fell asleep. I think this was after the showcase of the work. Yes. Like, like you know, he wasn't he wasn't cramming things in in order to get it done in time, as far as I remember. Yes. And then I think what maybe Arthur says is, like, I'm you know, something to the effect of, I'm winding down for the night sincerely arthur dear galen i am <laughs> i don't think he does the deer with galen um but he does the sincerely galen not dear? that's uh, that's fair <laughs> uh, i'm one down for the night galen being like just res- responds with like an eyebrow raised emoji and i think galen receives a picture of a cup of half drunk like clearly herbal tea although uh arthur is probably committing the crime of leaving the tea bag in the tea while he drinks it which incredible august knows is a crime but august commits this crime anyway oh no i also know that this is a crime as a as a as me the player human person i also commit this crime regularly as well um or sometimes instead of doing that, I'll put like more than one tea bag in my tea and then like take it out after three minutes so that it's like stronger but not as bitter. Mm-hmm. But also like when it's when it's herbal tea, it doesn't actually matter as much. It's really like actual like tea plant based stuff that is the shit that you don't want to oversteep because it tastes bad. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just and and like it's probably a very classy patterned porcelain oh. kind of thing. That's adorable. Is it like, like cafeteria, like tea though? Like, is it like a tea bag that you'd buy at a cafeteria and put in like a styrofoam cup, but he's just got his own cup in his office? Oh my god, yes. Or does he like stock fancy tea in his office to drink? No, it's very clearly Bigelow because that's what's in the uh, incredible. That's what's in the the cafeteria at work. Yeah, you know what? That's the one that's in the. Ca- that's actually yeah, the one that I think is in the cafeteria at the art institute. So nice yeah or it's that i don't remember what brand it is but it's like really really like cheesy graphic design oh that's probably celestial seasonings i believe you are correct yes oh my god so it's got to be celestial seasonings but uh yeah that's fucking amazing oh my god so gala's response is oh so you're drinking like a gross tea nice he texts that back it's like nice gross tea (laughs) Oh my god. That's like the opposite of complimenting my character. Um <laughs> I mean like it's it's clearly like gross like I'm sorry, he's like he's like, oh nice gross cafeteria tea. Like Yeah. Acknowledging that like, oh, so this is like, oh, it's a late night for you again. Maybe he probably also like follows that up with like Galen's absolutely like a like a triple and quadruple texter. Like he doesn't like Arthur strikes me as the kind of person who would send, like, one text that is, like, proofread and mm-hmm. reads, like, an email. And Galen just goes, like, oh, nice, like, gross cafeteria tea. Hits enter. It's a, it's its own text. The next text is, so I guess it's a late night for you again, huh? The next text says, what are you working on? And I, 
I also want to say that, like, I'm sure that Arthur has started, like, typing a response before each and every one of these responses that he has to delete and start over again. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Like, I'm imagining this is kind of like a split screen thing between the two Mm -hmm. of them. And then, like, in between, we see the the messages, like the messages app with all of the information. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Good. So I think Arthur responds and has a really long description of like what he's working on now like he doesn't take a picture of it but like they just got in a private collection you know just got donated and so like maybe he's going through the collection with uh, Fatima Mm. and uh, at the end he's just like but now I am allowed to leave for the evening so no more midnight oil for me that's why it's chamomile sincerely arthur galen's just like laughing at this like (laughs) like yeah this is cute um (sighs) i love this just like laughing at this cute moment there's no side characters in this, so it's really like the like something in the world around me reminds me of our affection for the other main character if for taking a die from the center of the table. Um, or, you know. I think that I think that Galen like is definitely drinking like some sort of large large iced drink from the coffee shop that he's like taking home with him, and he just like sends a selfie of like himself sitting on the train, um, with like the straw of this drink in his mouth, like I'm heading home too. Like yeah, you already said that, fucking idiot. I'm I'm going to give you a die because Arthur is going to respond and I'm I'm trying to think of how to phrase it, but he's going to compliment Galen. Mm. You look very pleased to be leaving. It is a nice look upon you. Sincerely, Arthur. Fucking adorable. I've added this dice to my my pool of one. <laughs> you can join the one die pool club with me. Hell yeah. I mean, like, Galen's absolutely just going to make, like, a stupid fool of himself in public on this train where he's, like, you know, just going to, like, kick his feet and, like, put his phone on his forehead <laughs> like this fucking dumbass. Like, you know, he's happy. The little happy stimming. But also, like, you look like a dumbass on the fucking train. Um... <laughs> It's fine. God, I'm like, I'm like so used to like, you know, spoilers, we're recording this in the middle of a pandemic or, you know, hopefully near the end of a pandemic, but we don't know because this is, you know, we're recording this in January, um, in January of 2021, which means that we've just been, we've we've had a pandemic for the last year, which means that like thinking about things like public transit and, you know, existing in a public space and being a public you know being somebody who works in you know a a coffee shop everything's different now so trying to like think about like what's usual how do people like used to go around their lives before before covid times uh is is kind of weird for me is this like kind of weird for you it is kind of weird because it's like oh there's a coffee shop where you have to take your mask off to drink things unless you get a bendy straw (laughs) incredible i've done that before i've definitely had a bendy straw that i've like snaked up through my mask so i could drink something while in public that's amazing i 
haven't really left my house since the pandemic started. So like thinking about like the realities of living a life where you're just like, you know, living again is like weirding me out. Mm. But it's fun. We're having fun here. We are. Um, so yeah, the Galen's gonna make a fool of himself on the train, like kick his feet and be really excited. And and then he's gonna respond, Yeah, lol. <laughs> um <laughs> I think I want to give myself a die here because I think Arthur is going to be looking a little fond but a little baffled at that response at his phone. And Fatima is going to, like, peer over his shoulder and just start giving him shit. Like, oh, I see. This is what's so important. Is this the the cute barista across the street? Hmm? To be fair, there's still a picture of Galen probably on screen. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So I'm going to take a die for that because there's no way that she would be there and not give him shit over it. Of course. And does that end the scene because he stops responding because he's too busy, like, receiving this shit from Fatima? <laughs> um, yeah. Well, actually, no. Um, I think maybe he squeaks in a quick safe travels. Sincerely, Arthur. <laughs> And Galen's response to that is going to be a thanks, you too. I genuinely think so. Some phones have the ability to just set a signature for your text messages. Oh my god. Would you just do that? Yeah. That's fucking hilarious. I've literally never seen somebody use a signature on their text messages before in my life. I have. Um, it is exactly the sort of person that you think it is. <laughs> Amazing. So. All right. Your turn next. Yes. We've made it through one scene in the first hour of our recording. Good job. 45 minutes. To be fair, we were fucking around a little at the beginning and also we my were. dog. Your dog. Your dog. Yeah. Um, so. I think. I think it's going to be the next day. Um, I think it's going to be around lunchtime, and Arthur's coming in with his standard order of whatever you feel like for me, and lavender mocha iced, the largest that you're legally allowed to sell me today. I don't know why she needs such a hideous amount of caffeine I'm a little afraid to ask, given the state that she's in. <laughs> I feel like their largest side pro size probably has, like, like five espresso shots in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, 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 this is not just a lavender mocha. Galen's like, oh, so that much caffeine, huh? And just, like, pours an extra two shots of, of, of espresso in there. And Arthur just mimes, just mimes, like, his, with his hands together, just like, thank you. <laughs> incredible and i think for arthur god this means i have to remember fun fancy drinks that i've enjoyed you could do a fun fantasy drink a fun fantasy drink that's true i could do a fun fantasy drink i think that yeah maybe there's some like magic in there i mean like i don't fucking know anything like like my brain is just like what kind of like magic could you put in a coffee 
I don't know, maybe it, cause like, like you don't want it to be like a, like a silly prank thing. It's just like, I mean, like coffee's coffee. It still tastes good. Well, I was thinking, you know, kind of like infused with some sort of magical flower. Cause you know, you've got the lavender mocha, but there's bound to be other flowers that oh, that's true. Yeah. are magic or like make it super sweet with uh, the same kind of syrup that they feed the fairies. But maybe there's a special additive that makes it sparkle or something like that the fucking sparkles is good i was like yeah maybe it's something like sparkly or maybe it like is like a little bit rainbowy in this sort of like weird shifting way mm-hmm. yeah it's fucking magic glitter you can just get the same effect by just using fucking glitter but you know it's magic so it's not bad for the environment uh- <laughs> Yeah, so I, you know, maybe it's maybe it's one of those. It's got like some cute latte art on top, but like it's glittery and magical and like fancy, um, and another scone for Arthur, and you know, Galen puts it out on the counter and is like, you know, it's nice to see you again. It's probably he said it's around lunch, so it's probably like during the lunch rush too. Yeah. Obviously, we're going to have some uh, some fucking casual physical contact here. Yes, absolutely. As always, brushing your hand against, brushing my hand against yours as I hand you the stuff. Yes. So, obviously, you take a die. You get a die. Do I take a die or do you take a die? Or do I, you know, give no. you a die? Um, well, who initiated the contact? Galen initiated the contact, so I get a die. Yeah. Okay. And I think Lily is going to make gagging noises that are somehow audible over the uh, espresso machine that she's manning. <laughs> and Galen's going to flip her off under like the, the level of the countertop. Just like, you know, go yeah. fuck yourself. And I guess that, that's a dice for me. Yes, a dice, it is. A die for me. Yes, it is. Hell yeah. Arthur does not notice this exchange he's just kind of like awkwardly lingering at the counter a little bit i'm just gonna like wave it wait or oh he's out he's lingering at the counter i thought you meant he was lingering at like the um like at the door or something or like try like like awkwardly lingering near an empty table like do i sit down do i not sit down? no like <laughs> like you took you took the cash and arthur just like is awkwardly lingering there and I'm going to roll three dice. Ooh. I'm not going to tell you why until... Not 3d5, because that would mean I could never succeed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Did you get a six? I critted. I got two sixes. Hell yeah. You did it double good, whatever you were trying to do. Yes. So, Arthur is... tell me what you were trying to do. <laughs> he was... He's awkwardly lingering, and then he says, I happen to be in a situation where I've come into possession of more food than I can possibly consume on its own before it goes bad. I know the state of your pantry as of not too long ago. Yes, I remember. We did run into each other at the grocery store. Halen looks a little nervous, like, oh, God, are the other people in line, like, gonna, gonna get mad at this? But he's, like, <laughs> he's like, like raising his eyebrows and, like, is very excited to be, like, tapping one of his feet. And Arthur's just, like, if 
you happen to be off around seven o'clock i will be ending my shift and we can perhaps take care of these leftovers in each other's company oh are you inviting me to dinner i don't so like the wording is really vague but what arthur is inviting galen to is to like eat like in the little courtyard like because i always imagined there was a little courtyard kind of near the museum yep that's the thing that exists at the at the real life museum that we're sort of half-assedly basing this off of (laughs) so just kind of like having leftovers out there when they're both on you know well arthur's going to be heading home but galen is just like i'd love to have dinner with you this sounds extremely good and he looks over at lily and is like like you'll cover me right lily makes this big big sigh and is just like you owe me i owe you my life i will have your firstborn thank you (laughs) you're welcome to it he like looks at her like are you fucking kidding me like have you met me before i'm not having any fucking kids <laughs> that's what you like think. like this look is like a i am the gayest person you'll ever meet and i don't remember if i decided if galen was cis or not but regardless <laughs> i mean just because you're gay doesn't mean that you can't have a child that you're then seemingly human but potentially fairy like co-worker can't steal away for nefarious purposes <laughs> i thought we decided she was like i don't remember oh what no she was, she was she like half orc. orc yeah i think she was half orc that's right either way either way you know yes yeah he's like you're welcome to it oh, i don't want kids <laughs> take it <laughs> anyways he, he turns back to arthur and goes i would love to have dinner with you but I, but I, but we, do, I do need to, he like points at the people in line behind him. Like, we'll talk later. Text me. Yeah. Arthur, <laughs> Arthur like kind of like flushes a little bit because he'd completely forgotten about like the lunch rush and his resolve to like offer food to, oh shit, I offered you food or drink. So you take a die. Hell yeah. You sure did. Uh, but in his rush to offer to share food, um, his ears droop a little and he kind of like shuffles off to the side to wait uh, for his order. And I think unless there's something else you want to do with Lily, I think that's seen. I think that's seen. Yeah. Cool. So, oh, shit. We forgot to do reflections because at the end of every scene, oh, you have right. to do reflections to kind of like explore like how your feelings for the other character may have changed. That's true. Uh, I mean, we don't have to do reflect like we don't have to like go back for retroactively it, yeah. do reflections for the last one. But let- let's yeah, remember to keep doing them in the future, which means that I have three reflections to do now because I still have lots of dice and you don't. Yep. Um, and you just used up your dice. Um, we do one reflection for the listeners. We do one reflection per die that we have. Yes. So. Reflections. Galen is extremely excited that he's gonna get to eat dinner with this person and like you know he is very infatuated with this man but he doesn't really know the guy that well 
they've had like one really good night of like conversation and that was like a work event for arthur anyways um and so galen is like very excited to see arthur outside of work that's one reflection fuck two more um he thinks it was really cute how like awkward arthur was about like asking him to eat dinner with him but also forgetting that he was asking him in the middle of the lunch rush (laughs) it was very endearing a little annoying but very endearing um and yeah also is curious about like he's like i don't what the fuck is going what what is this food is did he he's 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 definitely like questioning like did arthur intentionally buy too much food in order to ask galen to 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 eat dinner with him or did he actually like inherit like you know half a tray of catering leftovers from some event at the museum and then is like oh god what do i do with this shit (laughs) i know it's a good excuse to ask out that cute dude either way it's endearing i don't think arthur is going to admit it but it was definitely the second one because he doesn't want to admit that he's not like after a certain amount of time you probably learn how to cook on a basic level but that doesn't mean that he's a good enough cook to want to cook for somebody that is very cute and also interested in him oh my god that's adorable that's very cute and it also explains why galen isn't like going back to his house to eat dinner with him yeah exactly but like Arthur was wanting to also keep it kind of chill. So, you know, yeah. so that way it's like, you know, if Galen wanted to bail, it wouldn't be like Galen's at his house kind of thing. That's fair. Yeah. All right. Cool. So, yeah. Whose turn was that? Was that your turn? That was my scene. Yeah. All right. So it's my scene, which I guess we're doing that night. Yeah. Eating dinner together. Very exciting. Hell yeah. I haven't really been doing a voice for Galen at all this this game. That's okay. I forgot how to do Arthur's voice anyway, so I've just been trying to be very, uh, like, selective of my words. I feel like we were really on top of it in the last the last game, but I don't know how much of that was editing out all the ums and uhs and pauses, and how much of it was just us being really fucking excited to play this game. <laughs> um, I did edit out a bunch of pauses, so... Okay. That makes me feel a little better about how not on top of it I feel right now. <laughs> Don't worry. When I produce things, I produce with an ear for making everybody sound really good. I love you. I would die for you. <laughs> Please do All not. Right. I would. And I will. No! Anyways. <laughs> uh, anywho. Uh, yeah, so this is like Galen walking up to the museum. Uh, sort of like texting arthur like i've it i've just come to the realization that i have no idea where i'm meant to meet you but uh i'm outside question mark Ooh, can there be a fountain of course there's a fucking fountain absolutely all right this is our fantasy version of the art institute there could be whatever we want there hell yeah so there's definitely a fountain like in the middle of the courtyard and arthur sends a it's a really awkward selfie of himself standing in front of the fountain, waving as if 
him waving in the selfie is going to help with the location of it. Arthur's just really bad at technology, y'all. Like, he's so bad at it. He prefers analog stuff. <laughs> I'm sitting here with my hands just, like, folded in front of my face, like, yeah, okay. Um, But I think this does help Galen uh, find where this is. And my fool boy is going to see that this uh like this courtyard is maybe has like is surrounded by like maybe like a waist high like stone wall mm-hmm. and he's just going to fucking vault over that shit. Oh my gosh. Not like expertly or anything but like not too shabby. Like he's he's a lot more fit than I am as a person. Um but he's just going to sort of go and vault right the fuck over it and then he's going to trot up to Arthur and be like hello. Oh, hello. Um, I wasn't expecting you to come from that direction. Uh, I mean, that's the direction of the sidewalk. (laughs) I think Arthur was just, like, looking, like, off into the distance and not really... He is looking respectfully. Sorry, what? Um, I just think that he wasn't, like, necessarily paying too close attention because he's kind of lost in thought, like, holding the food and a couple of paper plates that he scammed from the cafeteria and some plastic cutlery. Cute. This is cute. Yeah. Do we have... Are there little tables out in the courtyard or are we, like, sitting on the side of the fountain? I think there are little tables around the fountain. Um, it's just the fountain is a very convenient landmark. Yes, they tend to be. They're usually pretty big and noticeable. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Galen probably just like plops himself down in the chair and is like, you know, like thank you so much for inviting me to to eat to eat with you. You know, it's it's nice to it's nice to see you again. And then he gets all shy and like realizes he's being too enthusiastic and he's like, oh, I gotta put myself down. Aww. <laughs> yeah, Arthur just kind of starts serving up i'm gonna guess this is like maybe this is like um some pretty nice catered lasagna i don't know why i'm thinking that fuck. yeah fuck yeah well because it goes in like one of those big big things it's also like if there's like if there's like nice catered food it's always stuff like that fits in a big like square tin mm-hmm. lasagna is one of those things that's like you can make that shit real fancy and it's still catered food <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So um, he starts, like, cutting it up into portions and putting it onto the plates and is just, like, it's always a pleasure. Uh, Thank you for helping me deal with this. Just completely being a little awkward because he doesn't quite know how to interact with Galen outside of work. (laughs) <laughs> that's cute galen's like like kicking his feet a little bit oh i i noticed i noticed in the last episode that we recorded that i i gave a lot of descriptions of him that make him sound you know a little neurodivergent but i didn't like really lean into that at all and i'm just now just like fuck it i'm leaning into that more because he can do that yeah especially when he's like comfortable enough to do that kind of thing around somebody he likes. also you get another die because i gave you food Fuck yeah! That's four. That's so many. Anyways, Galen is like, you know, yeah, of course, I fucking love, I, I 
<clears throat> pardon my language um yeah i love I, I i love it when i don't have to cook something it's my favorite thing in the world and also you know the company's not bad either and he like gives a, a cute little smile is that you complimenting me i don't know is it yeah it is <laughs> <laughs> and then he takes a big bite of his lasagna so he doesn't have to face the fact that he just said something potentially stupid or good he's not sure Galen's like flirts immediately backtracks. <laughs> Arthur also takes a bite of his food and after eating for for you know chewing on it for a moment he realizes that he should say something and says, "Yes, I do find this company quite agreeable." <laughs> Galen just goes, "Oh, thanks." But, like, it takes him a second because he's, like, chewing. Because he, you know, shoves some food in his mouth to avoid making, to, to avoid saying anything else that might make him sound stupid. You get another die because I complimented you. Oh. Love it. I think that's all the dice I can pick up for this round. Uh, I think so. But that's not going to stop. Yeah. That's not going to stop the scene, I don't think. No, it's not. I was just like, I think that's, I think that's my allowed a number of dice. Um, and yeah, so I'm just, uh, Galen's just going to like make a, a happy little smile and be like, yeah, it's, it's nice to spend time with you. I think at this point, Arthur starts detailing a little more the collection that he's working Ooh, with that's really exciting yeah i mean like if galen's like like pumped for that he's like whoa cool you know maybe a little bit more refined sounding than that because <laughs> he's supposed to be this like fancy rich boy but like the basic gist of it is like whoa cool yeah <laughs> and i think you know as arthur is describing this whole thing and galen is you know eating eating that fancy lasagna off of his you know paper plate I think Galen's going to sort of like put his hand sort of face up down on the table mm -hmm. in sort of a in sort of a, an invitation type of thing. Mm -hmm. uh, and now I'm going to roll some dice. I'll. Oh, Jesus Christ. I have so many dice. All five of them uh, to five D six um, in order to invite Arthur to maybe hold my hand. Fuck. Oh, <laughs> So, I want I want to point out for the audience that I just rolled five dice and did not roll a single six. I got a two, a three, a five, a four, and a two. All right. So when you get... Arthur does not notice this shit. Yeah, when you get a five or a six, uh, or a four, a four or, five. or a five, sorry, when you get a four or a five, you lose heart and are too scared to make the move for now. If the other player has not yet made a roll this scene, they can attempt to roll with the same goal, although it will mean that it's their character that takes the initiative here. So I think I'm going to save my die because I used all of my good dice mojo to to ask for dinner. So I think Arthur's just not going to notice, like you said. Uh -huh. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe, like, like as soon as as Galen realizes that Arthur is like not noticing, he just puts his hand back down. Like, okay, Aww. that was too much for now. Oh, buddy. Yeah, Arthur's just Doing really engrossed in like telling Galen about what he's doing. Although, actually, you know what? Fuck it. Hang on. I am gonna roll my single <laughs> die. Um, 
I need to know what I roll before I can say exactly what happens. Oh shit! I got a six. You got a six. But, so, so so what Arthur's gonna do is he's actually going to after dinner after he's finished eating he's actually going to get kind of a little bit of a mischievous grin on his face and he's going to be like would you like to see it and galen's just gonna clap his hands like could you get me into the the lab am i allowed well i am the most senior title that august does not know and conservator i'm the most senior conservator I believe I can pull a few strings to get you into the lab, although obviously you would need to follow the protocol most strictly. Of course, absolutely. I, you know, far be it for me to... I would, I would never... He's like a little flustered. I would never do anything to harm the art. And I, yeah, I was, I was going to be like, um, Galen like, holds a hand out and goes, lead the way. I think that my six allows me to take the hand to lead Galen. I think, I think, so like, in order to making it like your initiative, I think it's like Galen being like, you know, like, like gesturing forwards and then Arthur just like taking his hand. Yes. Perfect. They did it. We did it. It's only an hour and 10 minutes into the, <laughs> into the recording and they held hands. I can't believe I rolled five dice and didn't get a single six. It was just it was just meant to be that I would invite you to see the forbidden lab. The forbidden art. The forbidden art. <laughs> Dark Art Institute, show me the forbidden art. <laughs> <laughs> it's all medieval um, illuminated medieval drawings of titties. I was gonna also say, like, you know what would be really cool? They're like old spell books. Ooh. Yeah. So like like it's a bunch of like really old spell books from like an ancient magical family who's been like keeping them in their private library for a long time but like the final like you know their grandfather just finally fucking kicked it and so there's just this like huge collection and like you know none of the kids really want anything to do with it some of the stuff and they're like some of the shit's like real cursed mm -hmm. um <laughs> ooh what if one of the things uh that you can do at a museum is curse breaking yeah Maybe maybe some of like some of Arthur's coworkers. I don't think Arthur's a curse no. breaker. He seems a little bit too uh interested in the more like physical like mm -hmm. like aspects of cons conservation, but like curse breaking as a conservator is just like something that something that they do. Also, it's funny thinking back to the, to like how much more like socially conscious I am now is thinking about like what museums actually represent like now as mm -hmm. a like an older person with like more sort of consciousness of like how much of a museum's collection is you know stolen and yeah not being repatriated all that stuff is like it's not weird for me to be thinking about that stuff but it's weird to be coming back to the setting where I wasn't thinking about it at all and now like having that in my mind as well yeah i think we and i mentioned... guess wanting to acknowledge for I think we mentioned that somebody found the stuff in the previous exhibit and donated it. So I think, yeah, if not, we're retconning that this museum thrives off of donations and uh, things being lent from places where things actually belong. Yeah, let's retcon that because like I want to be 
you know, it's a it's a learning school. I, I mean, like, I kind of like the idea that, like, Galen went to the school associated with, like, not to be like, Galen went to Fantasy SAIC as an <laughs> art history major. But, like, oh, maybe he did. Fuck it. Our world now. Yeah. Um, But, like, the idea of, like, Galen being familiar with, like, some of the behind-the-scenes stuff in this place, but not, like, the other behind-the-scenes stuff in this place. Like, he's familiar with, like, the student side of behind-the-scenes stuff, but then there's a whole, like, other, like, several buildings that he's never been allowed inside of. Mm-hmm. That he's now, like, very excited to get into. Even though he's technically was allowed to do that before. Like, he was allowed to, like, you know, file some stuff and, like, you know, talk to a couple of professors who could talk to some other people who could get you in to see, like, one piece of art. Um... Nobody ever fucking did that shit. Nobody does that. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. So, like, these, there's, it's a collection of old spell books from somebody's old dead grandfather who's like, I don't want anything to do with any of this cursed bullshit. Mm -hmm. Um, so here you go, museum. Have at it. Yeah. I think, I don't know that I want to do a full scene out of it, but I think that they have a really good time. And I think that just to carry that six forward, like, Arthur spends a fair amount of time, like, not necessarily dragging Galen, but, like, gently leading him from station to station and talking about, like, the different conservator types that go into preserving grimoires like this. Because you've got your curse breakers, you've probably got, like, people who handle mystical inks, and you've probably got people who do like mundane restoration work and preservation work and that kind of thing. I'm just thinking about like the idea of, of Arthur getting very angry about like a particular kind of enchanted ink, not being light fast, which means that like it fades very quickly under like any sort of like UV light. Mm -hmm. And so like, you know, like sure, you know, it holds, it holds magic really well, but it, you know, if you can't read it, what's the point, Mm -hmm. you know, if it was only used in like a very particular time period, you know, like all this, like, very like niche minutia of his job but being very passionate about it and galen being like fuck yeah yeah i have no idea what's going on but i'm here for it yeah the the junior conservators all roll their eyes because they have heard this rant so many times before (laughs) i like the idea that, that galen is just like you know, like the, the, he's just like hanging off of, of Arthur's arm. Arthur's, you know, got his arm out for Galen to rest his hand on, like a old timey gentleman leading a lady around. Oh my God. Yes. Absolutely. Galen's just like, wow. And he's not, he's not like pretending to be stupid or anything. He's just like, cool. Yeah. All right. Fucking yeah. Sure. Yeah. It was a genuine, <laughs> and they wow. have a good time. Yeah. They have a good time. Yeah. This is cute. Is this where we want to leave these fools? I don't know that I want to call it at that because, like, I believe in us. But also. (laughs) Neither of us have any dice. Neither of us have any dice. So we don't have to. We don't get to reflect on fucking anything. Whose turn was that? That was my turn. So it's your turn now. I do think that this is where I want to leave it because I think I've got enough for a nice little episode. And that was... That was a cute... That's a good resolution. Yeah. It's cute. We can always go back to it next year. Yeah. Maybe we won't be in a, in a fucking worldwide pandemic next yeah. year. I mean, fingers crossed. Maybe we, maybe we will be. Who knows? The world is scary. And you know what? I'm glad that we had this sort of weird 
oasis of normalcy to return to. Yeah. For our Valentine's Day episode. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, yeah. on that note, uh, I've been August. You can find me on Twitter at HarpyDora. You can find the podcast on Twitter at FTLCast at FTLCast.com and on Patreon at Patreon.com slash FTLCast. And my co-conspirator today has been... I've been Sam. Uh, once again, you can find me on Twitter at SAKalo, and you can find my portfolio website at samkalo.art. Uh, and yeah, this was fun. I'm, I'm Thank you for listening. Yeah. I appreciate all of the listeners out there. I love you, random citizen. <laughs> I just showed Anya that today. But anyway, uh, let's clap. It's August, and I just wanted to thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed us, please consider leaving a rating on your podcast platform of choice, telling your friends about us, or tweeting about us using the FTLcast hashtag. We are also part of a nonprofit podcasting guild called Standing Stones Productions. We do a variety of shows, including The Room Where It Happened and Dumb Kids Playing Hero, two actual play shows, and a Steven Universe discussion podcast called Gay Space Rocks. We also do live streams at twitch.tv slash standingstonesprod. You can keep up with everything that we do on Twitter at stones underscore standing. Unfortunately, Standing Stones was already taken. Your support means a lot. Thanks again!